Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread, over, under, or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Six, one, and three. In favor of me, I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When is it mathematically impossible for me to win? You're only, I know you've already thought about this. I haven't. You're only five back, and they stopped doing... Internet in here is, uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. They stopped doing Thursday night games uh, week 16. Fuck. So one, two, three, four, five, six. You have six more opportunities. It's getting late early for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the leaves just fell. It's getting late early for you. It's 70 degrees outside, and I know I'm going to the Waffle House. I mean, like... You know what? Uh, I was doing some reading about Thursday night games, and uh, it's pretty unpredictable. It's hard to bet. So mm. it's almost like the worse of a better you are, the worse of a handicapper you are, the better you do. You heard Devin McCourty this week. Yeah. Stupid. It's like you don't even know who the better team is. Right. I can't wait to be at the beach in the year 2022 when you're headed back for round two at the Waffle House. <laughs> Saying gonna- we should have done Long John Silver's. This isn't as entertaining. I've got something for you coming up, Waffle House, too. If I get there. Okay. I got an idea. All right. Okay? You you might get jealous. Is that right? Yeah, you might be at the beach like, fuck, he's at the Waffle House. With? With XYZ going on. Oh. Maybe I start tanking. Falcons, 56. <laughs> Patriots, zero. Okay, all right. No, no, oh, no, no that's no, fine. No. He said it. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. A couple things. On three. Couple things. Yeah, sure. You always like to go on I like three. Going on three. We try to eliminate crosstalk hey, in every other element who's of the show. We try to eliminate crosstalk. It's not a fucking audio book. I know you just listen to like stuff like that. But this is a podcast. I went and listened to some of them. They're not great. Our podcast? No, ours is not bad. Like I used to think ours was really shitty. It's it's okay. I went and listened to some podcasts. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, on no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel totally. Good. Couple things for me. Yeah. Falcons unis Thursday night, like sure, the Morton sure, Andersons. Sure, 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 sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Their best version. Is of, that what they're of wearing? The yes, yes. That's G, one. G howdy, boy howdy. Number two, Cordero is iffy. If Cordero weren't iffy, I'd be doing something else. Okay. If you would like to go on three, I'm yeah. going to pick the Patriots to win. Yeah, sure. I will be too. Okay. On three. Okay. Are we going three, two, one, or one, two, three? Well, you say on three. I think we go one, two, three. Unless you want to go on three, five, four, three. One. Two, three, 23, 23. 13. Oh, is that real? Yeah. Wow. 
That's right. A little, a little five-year nod to the past from you. <laughs> Bro, I, I picked Amazon every week. They're like, they need a prediction. My producer, Jason, shout out to Jason. He's the best. Is like, oh, I got to get a score from you. Sorry, man. Like, I'm like, fucking, this is the hardest thing in the world. I'm getting railed on my own podcast here by a real estate agent. <laughs> they're going to put me up on a graphic with 17 football experts. But they're all guessing. We're all guessing. Dude, we're all guessing. Uh, so I texted him 28-3. Actually, it. I give Jason uh, credit for that. He suggested I do 28-3, and I said, fuck it, I'll play. I like it a lot. You got Pats by 25. I got Pats by 10. You middle that. I got Pats 17 or fewer. You got Pats 18 or more. God damn, I'm really going to be rooting for the Pats hard. I'm also betting Pats money line, Pats, you know. Spread to. Touchdown. Whatever. And I reckon you're going under if if you believe this. Ah, uh, I don't know for sure about that. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. If Cordero isn't good, Bill's going to take away one thing, probably Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Ridley's not out there. Yeah. They might not be tossing around the yard. Matt Ryan didn't play well last week. Did they score 14 late? I think it'd score 13. Okay. Patriots-Falcons, first time they've played since the Super Bowl at NRG Stadium in yeah, Houston, right. Texas. Yeah. Y'all came back. I know my experience was lovely. Had a few domestic light beers in the parking lot before the game. That's right. But that's not to blame for me going up to section 533. Right. When I was supposed to go to like 333. For a second, I was like, huh, not with any of our other buddies. Yeah, you went to the wrong seats for how long? A half. A whole half of the Super Bowl. Into the third quarter. Chris is on well, the team, and I'm in, I'm in the nosebleed. That's and how were things going when you were in the wrong seats? Right. Uh, just about 28 to 3. But I met a lovely couple from Maine. Yeah. They kept asking when my friend was going to get into the game. Yeah, well, she said, well, we got to stop the run here and get to third and long, lady. Did you explain that? Fuck. I said, just you just wait. You and I both. It's going to be a big play. It's going to be a big play. Later. Yeah. We'll be talking about for years. There was a big tent pregame where there were autographs and stuff from the Soup Nazi and... Uh, like guy guy fieri was there guy fieri was hanging out pregame right. yeah yeah guy was there yeah post game we're at the hotel our friend breaks a chair in the lobby i'm at a urinal in the bathroom a member of the crew comes in thinks he's alone in the in the bathroom big ripper from his backside yep. as he as he walks that's in the, the door that's the lead that's that that's your best story from 28 to 3 i mean it was and then oh hey I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Good, good game. Yeah. And then on to the, on to the sink. Pats could go ham. They could go Darwin ham. <laughs> they could go Darwin ham. Texas Tech. Like Atlanta's a backboard. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get on to the podcast. Oh, didn't think I remember Darwin Ham going the fucking. Darwin is his name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darvin Ham. Survival of the fittest, man. That's what he thought about backboards. Huh? Now let's get on to the podcast. Charles Darvin Ham. <laughs> that should have been his nickname. Charles. Oh, <laughs> uh, now let's get on to the podcast. Hey, man. Darvin. People call me Charles. All right, Chuck. No. <laughs> you don't get it.
Dodge. You got something in your throat? Actually, yeah. It's been lingering ever since that cold about three weeks back, which was likely pneumonia, I've decided. Self-inflicted? Pneumonia? Yeah. Yeah, it was self-inflicted. Yeah. Well, actually, it Let's wasn't self-inflicted. take our kid to go get some immunity. Oh. Wife alert. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast. Dodge City. The pediatrician said the kid needs to get a few colds. Yeah. Go get the kid a few colds. Shout out to your pediatrician. because Mission accomplished. Boy, she's got a few colds in the same week. <laughs> Dodge City, Kansas. Hello. What's in Dodge City? I, I tell you what Dodge City is in. Kansas. Ford County. Oh, okay. Dodge, Ford. Oh, got a problem. They uh, do. Ford and Dodge. Yeah. That's not a Chrysler thing. It's Dodge also a Chrysler. city in uh, Last Chance U. Oh, is it? Yeah, one of the schools that play in the uh, TV show. So tell me, what is Last Chance U in actuality? It's a good time to have this conversation because I've been nodding along with people for, I feel like, a year. Yeah, so seasons one and two follow uh, East Mississippi State University down in uh, Scuba, Mississippi. Hello! A place called Scuba. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It just kind of it's like a documentary that follows this team throughout the se- course of the season on their pursuit for a JUCO national championship. Who's in it? Uh, you know, there's actually a couple. It's like Jason Bateman. No, no, it's like it's a, a real. Documentary. I know it's a documentary. It's just too hard to believe. <laughs> Scuba, smokes. Mississippi. I know a little bit about it, bro. Yeah, so a couple of the players have actually made it to the NFL from this JUCO school. There's a guy I can't remember his name, but he's on uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, your club, and you don't know his name? Yeah, I don't know his name. Sounds like him. a D.D. Westbrook, maybe. <laughs> hey, and, uh, Ronald he Ollie. Isn't there a coach there at Last Chance U that got a job at Last Chance U? Oh, Oklahoma for D.D. And and was on the Raw Room. Is is there not like a coach? He's bald. Jason Brown. Yeah, Jason Brown, yeah. Jason Brown, is that yeah, Last yeah, Chance U? Yeah, I think U? he was uh, season three of Last Chance U. Not as good as season one and two, but it was, it was fine. Shots fired, Jason Brown. Jason Brown's going to come for you, bro. He, he might. <laughs> I have a cameo from Jason Brown? What is it? Did you give it to me? No, you. that was on your cameo run. Oh, I got one from Jason Brown? Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was, on, but let me he find was thanking this. Me, we'll or, find or this. doing something. Let me see if he's in my cameo. I've, I've, I've got some unreleased cameos that I've been waiting to... To debut several years. I'm in the Houston Nut fan club on Cameo. Because <laughs> I think you had to like join his fan club to get a Cameo. He had some like paywall shit. He was like like a bougie Instagram model. Houston Nut. I also have Houston a Nut's got a brother named Dickie. No, he doesn't. I swear to God. No, he doesn't. He's got three brothers. Dennis Nut, Danny Nut, and Dickie Nut. Stop it. Yes. Stop. Houston Dale Nutt Sr. and Imogene Nutt had four children. Houston Nutt, Dennis Nutt, Danny Nutt, and Dickie Nutt. Why no alliteration? You were so close. Well, Houston Dale Nutt Jr., so I, I'm guessing his pops is Dale Nutt. There's other Ds. He could have been DJ Nutt, yeah, I guess. could have been anything. DD Nutt. Houston's married to Diana Nutt. That family's nuts. Oh, they went alliterative with their children. Haven Nut, Hannah Nut, Houston Nut the Third, and Haley Nut. 
bro, their towels are all just like interchangeable. Yeah. You know, like that's really brilliant if you're the, the head honcho of a family. HN. Like if you're a coach, you want your players to be interchangeable, right? We're positionless players. Same thing with the towels yep. in any of the nut households. Yep. Which is a problem. It's a problem. All right. Dicky Nuts kids, Lucas, Lexus, and Logan. I'm telling you, dude, they got a towel thing. These nuts. Interchangeable. Positionless players. This is the crown jewel of my cameo stash, so I'm going to burn it today. So do you want to explain to people that you're messing with, yeah. with your subjects? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I asked LeGarrette Blunt to record a video for Pablo. Pablo is, of course, my pet iguana. He turned 33 today. He's the <laughs> oldest living iguana in the United States. Maybe a happy birthday and a congratulations on breaking the record. He loves the Pats. Watched every week. Miss you, LG. Because Patriots fans in Florida do seem like the type that, that like put little jerseys on their iguanas and shit. Their pets. All right, here it is. What's happening, James? It's LeGarrette here, man. Thank you guys for booking me, man. I just want to wish your pet iguana, Pablo, happy 33rd birthday, man. He's the oldest living iguana in the United States, man. Happy birthday. Congratulations on breaking the record. Uh, I also know that he loves the Patriots. Man, you know, I got my shirt on for you guys. Man, so this is a very special birthday shout-out, man. Happy birthday, man. Make it a great one for him. Hey, keep watching those games, man. Stay locked in. Hey, guys, man. Happy birthday, Pablo. Amazing. Hey, uh, everybody in the neighborhood knows uh, Pablo is a Patriots fan. Average lifespan of an iguana is 12 to 15 years. <laughs> that was the part. Just beat it by 2.5x. <laughs> he just eked out the former record holder. We're <laughs> like blood spinning on that iguana. At what age would LG have been motivated to go to Google? 88? <laughs> no, because an iguana, I would have taken the over. It's like a reptile. Turtles live to 130. Some of them. The blue iguana can live to be up to 70. Yeah, it could have mm. been a blue iguana. Mm -hmm. Or I could have misgoogled <laughs> the lifespan of an iguana. But it's not like LeGarrette was... I mean, like, fuck, it's $75, dude. Yeah, happy birthday to your iguana, dude. Yeah. All right, you texted me last night. Uh, you wanted winners. You're in multiple pools. I'm in a pool, but you got to get your picks in by midnight on Wednesday, which is tough. I mean, these lines move... A full point or more at times by kickoff. Well, excuse me. I'm putting my kids to bed, and I know that I was late, but last night I, I got the juices flowing at about what time? 11 p.m. You got your picks? I, I, correct. It was about 11 p.m., and I'm, I've been atop this pool all year, which has never happened, but I, I've been losing. I can't see it anymore the last two weeks. Yeah. No, I mean, you've been, you've been on a slide. I've been on a slide, so I don't know what this weekend holds. I'll tell you what I do like the best probably, and we'll talk about this with Steve, uh, but I, I think I like Indy. I think that's right too. I think I like Indy. I think they've been playing pretty well. I think Buffalo hasn't figured it quite out yet. The problem is Buffalo though, because they can do, they can struggle with the Dolphins, they can struggle with the Jaguars, and then they can put up 45 with ease. Do, these two teams scored last year when Indy's offense, I don't know statistically what they were doing with Phillip Rivers as as it relates to like kind of the numbers they're putting up with Carson Wentz, but they're not worse off than they were last year, and I think this game might have went over in the playoffs. 27-24. Yep. The over was 51. Ah, no, hit no, the number. It, it hit the number exactly. So right on the number, uh, I think these teams could score. 
But either way, I think it's safer to to go with Indy. It's a Seven whole points. touchdown. Yep. Yeah, it's a whole touchdown. Jonathan Taylor's been on fire. So. You, I was on the other side of Baltimore, Chicago, and I, I, I listened injuries, to you. A lot of injuries for Chicago, and I also think like... Bounce you know, back for Baltimore. Bounce back, because that's, that's kind of what's going on right now. Every time I think... Uh, somebody won a big game last week. The opposite happens the next week, so and vice versa. So losing the Dolphins, I'm not going to hold it against them. That's been the lesson all year. I'm going to go Baltimore. Chicago does have a lot of injuries. Cleveland, Detroit, uh, yeah, not touching it. I'm taking a break from Detroit for a little while, and we don't know about Nick Chubb. Now the interesting game is going to be Carolina, Washington. It's one I rush to bet, and I'm not betting it because of Cam Newton. I do think Cam Newton helps. Uh, you know, in the red zone, he's going to give them a real lift. I don't know what he's going to look like between the uh, the 20s. Um, Matt Rule is hinting that uh, he's going to be the starting quarterback this weekend. Yeah. Or he's, they're leaning that way. And Ron Rivera is coming to town. So there's like a ton of storylines. I think it's going to be exciting and fun. But I just feel like the Panthers are more physical. And the injuries have mounted for Washington. And uh, they lost Chase Young last week. That is not an insignificant blow. And if we're following the rules we were just talking about with Indy and Buffalo, then we should probably heed the same advice here with this game. Just because Washington beat the Bucks last week, don't overvalue them. Take Carolina. Is this too obvious, though? Might ask Steve about this one. Yeah, we might. It feels very Carolina, and that's... Uh... Is, is... Does, it feel, does it feel Carolina? Where is the money? To me, to me it does. 3-2, Carolina. So you're right, it is more public Carolina. And Cam Newton, I mean, you just said it, but despite scoring touchdowns on his first two plays, doesn't exactly inspire a whole lot of confidence. But no, he McCaffrey's doesn't, but that healthy. defense inspires a lot of confidence The defense is good. Yep. I trust Carolina in this spot. I just don't trust Washington coming off a big game like that. You would think, and maybe it's the Cardinals win last week. Your take is Philly a favorite point and a half at home against New Orleans. Um, yeah, I do think Philly's the favorite there. I do. I really do. I, I'm, I am going to overreact to Jalen Hurts last week. You know, I'm riding that wave as we do with quarterbacks. I'm going to overreact and I'm going to say there's no reason that this, this game shouldn't be competitive. It's going to be a low-scoring game, I would think. It was last year when these two teams played each other. And I think in a game like that, Philly can hang in and win. And then Arizona, two-and-a-half-point favorite in Seattle. Maybe Kyler, maybe not. No, I like Seattle here. Love Seattle. We're both on Seattle. I like Seattle, I like the under. When Kyler got hurt last year, uh, I think the next week they played the Patriots. The numbers were down. Uh, They ran the ball less with him late in the season. I think Reed had some numbers on that. Cowboy, uh, the last half of the season, and I know it's a small sample size, so it could be coincidental, but he was dealing with a shoulder injury, and they didn't use him in the run game as much. Right. Kyler only had one game of 10 or more rushing attempts in the second half of the season last year. Yeah, so there you go. I, I Even if he plays, I think one, they probably learned from last year. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, you're like, we had this guy rolling last year and look what happened. You don't want to have that happen last year and then this year over trying to win one more game in November, uh, get him hurt worse down the stretch and have the same fate befall your team. And then you have a reputation. So I really do think they probably look at this like, we won a game with Colt McCoy, maybe we can do that in division again. Uh, And if Kyler's right, they're gonna roll him out there, but they're not gonna run him. And that's why I think the under 
by the way, we haven't even talked about the quarterback who just came off of a 19 hour a day regiment moving his finger for six weeks. I mean, like that's not a minor factor either. I think the scoring hopefully stays down because I'm betting it. I like it. And now before Steve on to a ridiculous, terrible, more somber yeah, subject. We'll change gears for a second. 1-800-799-SAFE. It's not an ad read. It is the domestic violence hotline, the national domestic violence hotline. Tell a friend because this is just like an out of control problem. And uh, although it's annoying that people think sometimes it's just an NFL problem, at least people see that this stuff happens. I mean, that's the only thing is like, hey, fuck it. If NFL players are going to be the ones to make the big mistakes here, and, uh, and, and be visible making this mistake, hopefully at some point somebody learns from it because we're not learning from it anywhere else. We're not learning from it anywhere else. Like uh, I think 20 times every minute, I just read a statistic, somebody uh, in the United States is uh, domestically abused by an intimate partner. So, I mean, like this is a huge problem in our country and uh, if, you, if you're not living under a rock and you're a sports fan, you saw the Zach Stacy video this morning. The first thing I saw when I rolled over this morning uh, was that video. And they all suck. It all sucks to, to like when we watch Chad Wheeler or we're reading about Dalvin Cook and we see what happens with that. Or Greg Hardy a few years back. Ray Rice, obviously. Like Ray Rice was the first person to give us the video evidence that we actually have to do something about this. And he's not the first dude that clocked his girlfriend or wife on an elevator and got caught on a security camera. But the important part is that he's a high-profile athlete, and so we have to learn from that. And I think that since Ray Rice, at least we started talking about it, but it's going to be a long time. I mean, like, this is a generational problem. I mean, like, an entire generation came up and thought that was normal, and then the next generation did less, and then the next generation actually started talking about it, and now we got to hold people accountable. It's like, it's just ridiculous. So if you watch that Zach Stacy video, that really sucks on its head, but I played with the guy. You know, like I, I played with Zach Stacy for, I, I don't remember how many years, two years. And you know, like I said this day and a few people were kind of like, how could you not see that? Which is a naive and like kind of ignorant sentiment that you see what bullies and like monstrous people are like when they're at work, you don't, you don't see that. That's what makes it hard to, to spot sometimes. Yeah, dude, seemed like a good guy. Seemed low key, chill. Never saw him get mad. I think maybe saw him get frustrated, but again, doesn't matter. So like when you hear about something like this, don't base you know, your perception of that individual um, and the plausibility of that person doing such a despicable thing on what you know about the person. It doesn't fucking matter. And that was disgusting, it was uh, violent, and uh, it was cowardly. And I don't wanna like speculate, but I would err on the side of suspecting that wasn't the first time. Well, especially because videos were, were put up in the home. And her reaction to that, she was like calm, like we're in shock, I don't know, but that's the part that hurt me the most. Like the whole thing just sucks to watch, but just to see her like seemingly think that's normal or just be in shock, like it just, it, it really fucks with you to see it. So I hope NFL fans that uh, see this realize 
yes, the NFL has an accountability issue. They need to hold players accountable, absolutely. But we have a societal problem, a really big societal problem. On average, more than one in three women and one in four men in the U.S. will experience rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner. Yeah, and so, you know, like the figure I gave earlier is you could say, well, you know, how much of it is domestic violence? Something ugly like that, you know, and some variation of that, it's hard to imagine something being that ugly, but you don't see these things a lot, which is why when there's a video, you're like, holy shit. But um, yeah, like, it's just crazy. And I don't know, it's a sports podcast. You know, if we talked about this every time this happened, I think we'd seemingly be talking one in every three days about somebody in the sports world. Like, I said we got to call it out as football players when we see it. And so, like, thanks to guys like Devontae Adams or, like, Darren Bates or um, Darius Butler, or like, some of the guys I saw tweeting today. And, like, it seems like from the outside looking in, well, why is it important if they say something? Well, it's very important because I've watched years of stuff like this happen and guys didn't speak out. Like we gotta hold each other accountable better. And if at any point in the past I haven't done a good job of that, I'm gonna try to do a better job of that. And um, you know, we have a podcast. So, hey, I played with the fucking guy. You think I'm not gonna talk about it? I was, it was disgusting, it was disgusting. We'll see what happens with the Dalvin Cook thing, but holy shit. But don't be in my mentions about CTE and don't be in my mentions about it's a football thing because it's really kind of disrespectful to the problem as a whole to boil this down to an angry football player problem. I mean, it's ridiculous. When you really think it through to its logical end, I know you think you're being smart. You're not. 20 a minute in the United States. That's that they know of, you know, that they estimate. And so, um, also, my dad played 13 years in the NFL, two a days for a decade, probably a poster child for maybe having some tau protein in his head. He is one of the most gentle, loving, respectful people I know, and so are a lot of my peers. So I don't take kindly to when people boil that down to a problem that we have exclusively. You gave out the number 1-800-799-SAFE. You can also text START to 88788 if you'd like to begin a conversation with a rep from the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Yep. Call each other out on this shit. Sorry about that, but you know, it's like, uh, like I said, we, we kind of have to talk about this stuff. Stanford Steve is coming up and that'll be lighter. Thank goodness. Yeah. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan... 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Steve's here. It's been, uh, it's been a week since we, uh, we drove down 29 and visited his friends in Charlottesville. Steve, what's your overall like, uh, Charlottesville review look like of TripAdvisor? Um, 
Ooh, that's a good one. I haven't been on that site in a while. I don't know what the criteria is when the breakdowns, but uh, fun, thumbs up. Atmosphere, <laughs> I think because it was a big game, thumbs up. Yeah, we need, we had the Notre Dame boost for sure. Oh, they, were, yeah. they gave the students towels or pom-poms. That was good. Too. The that, towels were yeah. great. We had a little color coordination. Hey, that helped. Hey, I did a thing this week on, on Scott's pod. We do a, th- a thing I hate every week. And to me, I did this week, it was seeing Virginia students come out, fill that opposite end zone from where we were. Watch UCLA play Villanova in college basketball Friday night and see students show up and see how awesome yeah. the atmosphere was. Yeah. I hate I hate college students that don't go to sporting events. It yeah. drives me nuts. And he hates to them. see that place show out, yeah. it was great. Now, hey, sometimes – you come for a half like the Virginia kids did. <laughs> Showed up for a half. That is a great time. joke. That was a great joke. It was, was 21 of, to nothing. There was a lot of build-up. Exactly. Was 10 o'clock. There was build-up, and then he just fucking Darwin hammed us. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking hammered us. You remember Darwin Ham? Darwin. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody knows Everybody that. knows it. What did he do? You remember what he did? Yeah, he shattered backboard. Come He's also on. a very good NBA assistant coach who's looking for a head job. He is he really? Hired. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's hire Darvin Ham. Hey. Yeah. AKA Mr. Charles. This isn't, I'm not making this up. I'm on the message boards right now, Virginia Sports. Stanford yeah. Steve was at our tailgate. That's the subject. Good friends with C. Long, who was showing him around all weekend. He's a great dude, super down to earth, and would love to have him back anytime. Wish we could have given him a better show. How about that? Nobody gets a positive review tripping, on the message that's board. That's incredible. I didn't see that. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not on the message board anymore. But what, I'm right there. What message board is this? The Saber, dog. Which uh, which group chat is this? We the w- football board. Okay, good. Steve is easy with people, man. Like Steve is Steve's a good convo. Steve's down to earth. Steve's great approachable. Laugh. Great He's laugh. got a great laugh. He's the man. His trip advisor is like five five yellow dots. Yes. Um, I'll be back for the Duke basketball game. Macon's family said I can sit in their seats now the suite that we were sitting in they called and they want their their remote control for the tv (laughs) back is that currently in is it in merlin or did we leave it at my house it's at my house fuck so i have to coordinate that it's in the it's in the it's in the other state steve steve walked out of the steve we were at the bar late night as making pointed out 21 half 21 nine and a half time people are starting to hang out at the bar people are walking in and out i gotta get scores on games i took the remote and took over yeah no one argued with me he took charge nobody's gonna argue with steve everybody knows steve's got some action somewhere um yeah so speaking of action this weekend and speaking of uva Pitt uva now the games are relevant again we were playing possum last week and it yeah. wasn't a true ACC game for us. UVA and Pitt is like a big game as it pertains to the ACC title. So what do you think happens? Well, I know what you think, but tell us why. Uh, well, here's a, I think it's a huge overreaction to what Virginia looked like last week, right? Yeah. Um, you, you see the see the points. You see the love that Pickett's gotten. Uh, I saw Whipple, the offensive coordinator for Pitt's up for the Broyles Award uh, for top assistant coach. So the obviously the perception of Pitt is a lot higher than – in a recency bias of what we saw from Virginia. So right. I looked at those points and then I, you know, everybody around feels like that. That's why he sat out to get ready for this coastal chaos to add on to it. So I'll take the points with Virginia here. What is that line? 14 and a half. Oh my God, dude. I think Steve has better Intel than, than the odds makers in Vegas. 
Uh, we invited. It's fourteen and a half right now. Yeah. Okay. We invited Brendan Armstrong the on the show, Steve, and he declined yeah. because he he was focused, and um, and and Kenny Pickett's over there doing part of my take. So I think that's that's all you need to know too. Bad spot. Yeah, that's very good. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. I hear there's like a part of my take curse. Who's money line? There's like a part of my take curse. Do you think there's a PMT? Um, bump or curse or that's yeah. what i'm you know, wondering like, there's got to be one if lack, we, if lack we, of focus if we look, go least. through some part of my take guess and once we get out of here we'll we'll talk about the curse because there yeah you, it's been you can find been a while i'll find one there's kevin one. malone from the office was on that show was canceled I did see that show got canceled <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking yeah. virginia bro oh my gosh it really is right now five units Five units. Five units, Virginia. Okay, okay, now the pit defense is average. I know, but their D-line's pretty good. No, no, no. Average is in way better than ours. No, I understand. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <laughs> but our offense, I believe, with the, with yeah, the yeah, what no. are we calling him, the red rifle? Red or rifle, red, yeah. Red rifle. No, I think it's a great spot for Virginia. I really do. I do, too. That's why we're putting five okay. units on it okay. right now. All right. Hey, speaking of, Steve, you've got a new profile picture. I do. Jim Mora. Coach Mora, you're excited. UConn. You're excited. I'm fired up, Chris. I grew up there my whole life. I, I remember UConn in the old Yankee Conference. Yeah. I'm sure your dad could talk about the old Yankee Conference. Yeah. Um, and seeing it get built, and like I was at games when Dan Orlovsky was the quarterback, and UConn had a sellout crowd. Um, you know, playing Daryl uh, Darrell Revis and Pitt or Pac-Man Jones in West Virginia. Those nights were awesome. Um, so it can be done. Nobody loves a winner more than the state of Connecticut, as you can see with the rise of men's and women's basketball. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is there. Uh, now I don't know how you go about a schedule that gives you a three week buy, which UConn just came off of. And then a trip to Clemson followed by a game against UCF and ending the season, I believe with Houston. Um, so I think coach war has got some work to do with the schedule, but I mean, if you want a guy that's been everywhere as far as experience, give me Jim Mora all day. I love that guy. Connecticut, the winner state. That's what it mm. says on the license plates there. Nobody likes it more than us. I was like, and they're going to win because Jim Mora is awesome. I climbed a mountain with Jim Mora. That's the, the lead here. Me and Steve talked about it oh, this weekend. Yeah, Kelly. That's right. Kelly. Yeah. We went up Kelly. So, Jim Moore, let me tell you this. If you're a UConn player next year and he's running you and you're like, this is unnecessary, coach. You could never do this stuff. You know, that whole football player thing, it's not true. Jim Moore's resting heart rate is like a 34. We were up there at like 17,000 feet, bro, and he was kicking the shit out of young people up this mountain, dude. I mean, like, hey, if you're a UConn football player, you better just... You better just get get in line, dude. Great guy. Buckle up. He's got peak physical fitness. Mel Tucker, big deal. Uh, ten mm-hmm. years, ninety-five million. Savings mm-hmm. at like nine point seven a year. Tucker's now right below that. Um, and highest paid black head coach in college football history. Highest paid black coach in all of U.S. sports. I'm excited for him. Tell me what it means for Michigan State, like recruiting and the whole nine yards like because he's going to be there for a little bit now well here's the deal i thought the best thing he did probably of anybody in the country chris was just absolutely go in and violate the transfer portal we've talked about on this show all year about the guys that he's got six seventh year offensive linemen who are going to be in a big spot against ohio state 
this week with everything to play for. But they did an unbelievable job in going in and getting guys that could play and help the program right away. Now, what's the transfer? I, I don't think it's going to be that ample right. of players every year. But, I mean, the trend is obviously, hey, get your ass in the portal uh, and, and make things better for yourself. So he did a great job there. Obviously, he's been all over the country. He could recruit his butt off. Um, so Michigan State's got to feel real happy. I just worry, is it too quick of what they did, knowing that you got your win over Michigan, but now you got Ohio State and you still have Penn State. Um, so as high as they were, I believe they got to number two, right, yeah. after the Michigan game um, in the AP poll. So, uh, hey, he, he, he got the job done. He got him right back. I mean, it, you want to say quick fix? That's what everybody wants right nowadays. Um, so shout out to coach Tucker, get yeah, that bag of money, man. That's get, that's, get the bag. I ain't mad dude. at anybody that gets get that your bag, dude. But like, yeah, no, uh, it was like a one night stand that turned into a marriage, <laughs> you know, cause it has happened fast. You're right. Uh, mm. what is overall record as a head coach, just stating a fact yeah. 16 and 13. Yeah. Nice. Well, the Colorado, the Colorado years were not. Yeah. Right. Macon. Which is really crazy to me that, that he people got that can't job. win there because that campus is nuts. Folsom. Folsom. It's one of the top fields, according to me. You. Um, yeah. So this weekend, they're like 19-point dogs or something at uh, yeah. Ohio State. And I, that leads me to believe that maybe – I don't – should anybody be – they're 19-point dogs. Just two weeks ago, we had them in the top four. Like, mm -hmm. how is that – what does that say? I – well, it's the capability of Ohio State, Chris. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Look at Ohio State against Purdue last week. You know, Purdue is a team who had two good wins, and they come in and get their doors blown off because of Ohio State's you know, prowess on the offensive side. And now you have the idea of everybody loved the betting a high-scoring offense. And what surprised me was yesterday. Now, I think it's going to come all back. But yesterday on Daily Wager, we do the old pie charts to show the money and where it is. It was 80% was on Michigan State. And I do think the back door is going to be open in this game. Will Michigan State be able to fight through that back door? Well, that, that remains to be seen. But it's a, it's a scary matchup because of how bad Michigan State's pass defense is against that lethal Ohio State um, offense is. And, you know, Felica and I in our pod this week, he brought up the idea of if you want a Heisman bet, get bet C.J. Stroud right now. And we went through why, and it's mainly because of the games they have left on the stages they have. You got, you got game day coming to town with, Mich with uh, Michigan State this week. You got Ohio State, Michigan next week. And then you got the Big Ten title game against Wisconsin, who's going to be a top-ranked team. So the opportunity is right there. And my question was, it's so puzzling, Chris, because I think Stroud's like the fourth-best player on their offense. Uh, when you go through the, re the receivers, the running back, all that, it's, it's kind of a – a weird deal, but the kids made the most of his opportunity. So I can't fault him. But when you look at it, you know, going to the next level and all that, there's got, I mean, the receiver, they have the top uh, wide receiver from Texas. I believe it's the last four or five years. Um, so you know how they're doing recruiting, uh, but it's just something to think about uh, if you do you know, want, want to get down on the Heisman before well, the game starts. What do you expect from a national media that doesn't even talk about the tight end from Georgia as a Heisman mm. candidate? You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, what, do you think they're going to catch that jewel that Steve just dropped about Ohio State? I wasn't <laughs> overwhelmed by watching their anybody on their – I mean, not anybody. I don't want to say that. But watching their passing game, I wasn't, like, blown away. And I'm just thinking about the Heisman race this year it seems the most wide open it's been in a while yeah. and 
to me, I, I see that and naturally this might be lazy. I go, oh, week slate, you know, like I do on Saturday when there's no ranked <laughs> matchups. But it seems to me, is it more fun to watch a clear favorite every Saturday have to play at a 10 out of 10, the, you know, kind of the, the top two guys and you're like, it's easy to compare and contrast and you're not rooting against somebody, but you're rooting for somebody and it's high stakes. It feels like it's so wide open right now. I don't know which one you like more. Well, it goes back to me uh, being mad at Heisman people because of the Stanford guys that had a chance in years past. When you look at Bryce Love, you look at Christian McCaffrey, you look at Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck basically had it if he wanted to play well against um, Notre Dame, I believe, in the last game. didn't. I mean, they won the game. He wasn't great. But when you go back and you look at RG3's resume of that year, like I think I believe Oklahoma State beat him by close to 40 points. Hmm. That seems like it doesn't happen to Heisman um, winners. So uh, I'm a little scarred from years past. I thought McCaffrey deserved it also. But, yeah, it, this is different. It's like, does anybody want to win the award? Right. Uh, exactly. Because it's right there for the it's take. Like, it's like the Super Bowl this year, a little bit. There's a yeah. little bit of, like, the same parody, and I'm not mm-hmm. used to that, and it's just interesting. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think Bryce Young's up there, you know. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Kenny Pickett, obviously, this weekend we'll see him. There's probably good value on Caleb Williams, right, Steve? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I think we could put that one to bed. Okay, okay? good. Okay, I think good. we could put that one to bed. As hey, I tried Steve, to. Chris finished 10th yeah. in the Heisman voting 2007 or 8 that's or whatever. More, that's more of an issue. That's an issue as I well. I remember reading that. It's my issue favorite was, thing about it. It's an issue as well. Do you get a certificate for that? No. no? Do you get like a no. link to a weird ESPN article from 2008? <laughs> like, I think that's it. Like, you know, isn't it weird? There's, there's old ESPN articles from the early 2000s they're out just floating yeah. around on the internet it's, it's kind of trippy dude uh it's i think they're in the same corner of the internet where you bet uh maccabi and easy fc be careful Sochi. on that was internet FC be careful was fc it, who was did you bet on sochi recently yeah but that's hot it was it was like h hk maybe HK. does that stand for hockey i don't know yeah maybe hk um all right <laughs> sounds so right lane kiffin I'm hearing rumors about <laughs> Miami. Nevin Shapiro is is speaking those rumors. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the Avon Barksdale of okay. Miami Hurricane. Okay. Ah. Nevin Shapiro says the Lane Kiffin's going to Miami. How do you like that that fit since we're putting him there? He was at Florida Atlantic. I believe he still has his house, uh, which Florida Ooh. Atlantic's in Boca. So I know he still has his place down there. I would imagine it's closer to Miami, or maybe he has two. Uh, knowing how Lane rolls, uh, but I, I, I would, Rick I could see that uh, they got rid of the athletic director. So I mean, I would think it's open game anywhere. Uh, but I, I, it's it's one of those places, man. Like I, I think like USC is is almost getting there too, where you got to give up on getting back to the U and just being a sustainable and competitive program before you get back to that mantra. Um, and I think that school has had a, has a tough time doing that. Um, but I mean, if, if you get Lane to come into your town, you're, you're looking up because wherever he, you know, in his recent stops, it feels like he's learned a lot and, you know, putting more time in and hiring staffs and stuff like that. So I, I, I think it'd be a home run, uh, for Miami if they could do that. Yeah. But you wouldn't get any more lane at the Grove, which, uh, we no. watched on TV Saturday. Lane we was did. the best picker on the program there Saturday morning, college game day. 
by presenting. Yeah, I think he did pretty well in his picks too. That was weird. He did do well in his picks. That is weird. Yeah, but I mean, how do you? I mean, uh, Boca Boca is as close to Miami Gardens as any city I've ever found. Forty-one minutes. He hates Miami so much. <laughs> well, let's start with the SEC since we're kind of talking about Lane Kiffin country. Bama this weekend, they play mm-hmm. Arkansas. Um, they could barely get the run game going against LSU. And, yeah. and Arkansas on the other side, they pound the rock. So what does this game play out like? And is there any threat uh, that Bama actually loses this game? Three touchdowns. Um, I don't know about... Yeah, I don't know about the losing uh, side of it, uh, knowing they're at home and they're pretty good there. Uh, so I look at the total, Chris. I think it's an under game. Uh, you mentioned Arkansas. They run for about 230 a game, but Bama only gives up 84. And Saban's defense always seemed to get better uh, as the season goes on, as he you know makes his adjustments and, and does his thing there. So I think Arkansas is going to have a really tough time moving the football. And on the other side, you mentioned the trouble that Bama had rushing for only six yards in their last conference game, which is against LSU. So yes, yeah. we are taking the game against New Mexico state out of this mix. Cause I don't feel like it counts, but I, you got to feel like Saban has been pretty adamant about getting things fixed in the run game. Uh, knowing what's ahead and the possibility of winning the iron bowl and having everything set up for that sec title game against Georgia, you're not going to be able to just throw the ball all over the field against Georgia. You're going to have to have the run game or you're going to have to have play action. So I think he's going to be stern in, in having an idea there about establishing the run, knowing his defense is going to play well and keep him in the game. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of point scores. I, th- I think uh, Alabama will score 30, but I don't see um, Arkansas scoring 20. So I like under the total around 58 and a half, 59, wherever you, like that. Wherever you have that. I like that. Uh, so yeah, let's let's tick the clock on that. Half. One. Fifty-eight and a half is the number. There you go. And uh, I'm looking at these rushing statistics this year. It's like, do you think this is just a like, hey, if Najee Harris could be zapped back onto the field for Bama, is it the same no. problem for them? Is yes. it a playmaker yes. problem? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's up front. They've had yeah. there there's there's guys that haven't panned out, and I think there's a, a lack of depth problem. So as far as you know, do you move, you know, a right guard around or, you know, do you move yeah. a, a tackle, you know, opposite? Uh, it, it, it feels like that's, that's where the coaching comes in. Right. And, you know, you got to stick to what's going to get you incrementally better. And I feel like you have to trust that Saban doing that, knowing the success he's had over the years. So I think it's an upfront there. I, I, yeah, if, if Najee was back there, I think they would still have the same problems. Let's look out west in the Pac-12. Uh, yeah. I'll get to the dogs after dark in a second. Oregon, number three team in the country, going to Utah, mm-hmm. who I just learned this morning ran for 441 yards. Was I like Rip Van Winkle that week? Did I not watch TV on Stanford Steve's alma mater out there? What the fuck, dude? What happened that day? It's not great. <laughs> he was just uh, talking about injuries. I'm like, 441 yards. Um, 52 to seven that final yeah uh the first half stats were incredible the game was over before it started uh i did give out utah that week so um you'll know there uh (laughs) but stanford's half the team of what they were when they beat oregon and that's the thing that the you know everybody loves that narrative word right and i when i look at oregon and utah i just feel like it's it's not being fair to oregon because utah has fixed things or gotten right yeah. against a, an undermanned Stanford team, a bad Arizona team where they were very sloppy. Now people will just say it's a look ahead spot 
uh, knowing that they have Oregon coming to town. They beat UCLA without UCLA's quarterback. Right. In the game before that, they go to Corvallis and lose to Oregon State, and Oregon State rushes for over 260 yards. Right. So when I look at Oregon, they're just getting held to a really high standard, which they should be, and they haven't been impressive, but they've beaten all those teams uh, that Utah has. And when you go on the road, you want to be able to run the ball. That's what Oregon does. Crystal Ball is an offensive line guy. Right. Uh, you go back two years ago when Utah had a win and in the playoff scenario in the Pac-12 title game, and Oregon came in and ran the ball down their throat. So it feels like everybody's on Utah here, and I would just be wary because we've seen Oregon go to Columbus and win. Now, Rice Eccles is a, is a strange place. Salt Lake City at nighttime, strange What place. kind of strange things happen there at night? Um, I, I feel like people start saying things that they no, normally do. Say if it's noon on a Saturday, okay, God, you know, I, 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 I feel like now the energy is going to be nuts. It's a really tough place to play. Yeah. It's proud. Like with Washington down now, I think it's the toughest place to play in the conference. Really? So Oregon's got their work cut out for him. Um, Anthony Brown hasn't been great throwing the ball. So I think they might go back to getting him involved in the run game like they did against Ohio State and winning that game. Uh, but I would lean Ohio State here with the points. I, th- I think it's a winnable game. It's crazy that this is a Pac-12 football game. You look at the way these two teams run the ball. It's yeah. like yeah. it just blows all the yep. stereotypes out of the water. Um, it's mm-hmm. actually incredible. I look at Utah and I wonder, like outside of the obvious top five teams, like are they the most physical team in the country out of that? You know, outside of the top teams. You would think that and this is one thing about Kyle Whittingham, which I think the world of as a head coach, like yeah, they got beat by San Diego state. Uh, they made the wrong decision in, in the quarterback and now they have rising and they've been really good. Uh, you know, since they made that move and yeah, he's a stern guy. He's always going to have a physical defensive line uh, and their offensive line has gotten after it. So a lot of teams just wanted to throw away Utah at the beginning of the year after it had two bad losses. And now they've come back and, 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 and shown, you know, t- what Kyle Winningham's teams do. They get better over time, and nobody wants to play them late in the year. So Oregon definitely has their work cut out for them. As you can see, they're an underdog as the number three ranked team in the country. SMU Cincinnati, speaking of teams people want to throw mm-hmm. away, Bacon. Yeah, is our uh, studio bigger or smaller than you thought it'd be? Uh, with you in there, smaller. Thanks. You know, you guys aren't small guys. No, we're tall. Um, tall guys. He's actually yeah. taller than me. For the people, how's the front? How's the front door? The front door. Oh yeah. Fixed. So that was interesting. We were locked out of the studio, and we had to come by the studio. I had to do basically like some parkour to get up here. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. It was I, I damn. That was the most myself. impressive. Athletic feet, athletic feet I saw all weekend in my in weekend Charles, in Charlottesville. So. Yeah, I had, and to that do, includes Michael Mayer, tight end in Notre Dame. Wow. Yeah, I had to look. Well, I was like the Cliff Bar guy but on when the you cover said, of the the Cliff Bar. I was Reed. When we made the connection that that you and I both Reed does know climb up here pole sometimes. assassin, I made a swift. I I showed some athleticism oh. myself coming across the room. Yeah, when he brought, when pole assassin got brought up, uh, I was worried you bumped your head because after that you really weren't the same guy the rest of the night. <laughs> he went into concussion protocol in the office. That, okay, if you want to talk about you know, it, we were drinking a couple of beers. You oh, brought but it, it wasn't beer related. I was stunned that he also knows Pole Assassin. I bumped my shin. You bumped your shin and tripped over the coffee oh, table. I don't know if I tripped over a. Bro, there was the, somebody, was there the was somebody was sitting like in the middle of us. They could have tripped you. Yeah. 
Might yeah, maybe we. Hey, Steve. Um, they can got, we talk about the fa- can we talk about the FaceTime in the second quarter of the game to your family at home? Sure. Or no? Well, yeah, let's do no. it. How'd it go? Mm. How was it from your end? I. <laughs> uh, I'll just say you had to repeat yourself a lot of times. Yeah, well, we were in a boisterous stadium. I mean, sixty-one thousand. Hard to strong. get the volume up in yeah. a place like. I that. also, I also was in the in the suite, and we had field passes, right? So I still had mine on, and everybody knows a field pass, right? And yeah, right on it, it just says field. Uh huh. And a gentleman walked up to me and said, "What does that mean? What uh, What is that? That means you can go down on like, that green patch of grass down like, there where all the, see that, the kids are running around. See that around. thing down and there? We thought guys? you were field Yates. By the way, everybody everybody knows uh, Stanford Steve on the field. Everybody. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Good networker. That's he's a networker. Hey, Cincy, uh, <laughs> Cincy, they played some cupcakes. Okay. This yeah. might be Cincy's toughest test. So what does Cincy have to actually do to impress people so that you would be satisfied Not with the public suck. perception? Yeah. Not suck. Like they do cover, every week. Cover a double digit spread, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to talk gambling here on the green light pod, Cover a spread as a double-digit favorite, and that's what gets me worried. I love Cincinnati. I thought last week was the spot uh, going against a a bad South Florida team. They had it. They fumble, and then they give up a 99-yard drive. Like, that thing, those things don't happen to top five teams in the country. And I'm worried because I sort of like SMU in this game, knowing the offensive capability they have. But I feel like I'm late to the party because Cincinnati hasn't covered in a month as a double-digit favorite. Now, is this the game? They do it at historic Dippert Stadium. So I would lean SMU. I just feel like I'm late. I feel like the wagon's already full and and everybody's on it. Uh, and, I, and I'm the last guy to jump on it. When I get on it, it loses. So I'm going to stay away and let all the people that have gone against Cincinnati the last couple of weeks have their ways. But I would lean SMU in this game. I, they're pretty capable offensively. I, I like Mordecai, the quarterback. Um, it's a real, real interesting game. Probably second on my most fascinating games this list behind, or this week behind uh, Clemson Wake Forest. 11 and a half is uh, the line mm-hmm. in that game. And uh, watch out for Cincinnati's play in the red zone where they um, they make you slide at the goal line. <laughs> you remember that quarterback from Tulsa that basically yeah. could have beat Cincy, but he took a knee at the one-yard line? Incredulous. Everybody was incredulous. Uh, Steve was happy, though. Since he survived, they got to cover this weekend to impress people. Dogs after dark. Zona mm-hmm. at Wazoo. Uh, Zona is getting 15. Uh, Arizona State is giving a field goal up at uh, Oregon State. Who's the cat there? I look at Oregon State. Uh, I don't think Arizona State should be favored in that game. They, they got away with a win at Washington last week. Now think about that travel. You go up to Seattle, go back to Tempe. Now you go back up to Corvallis. That's, that's a tough two-week uh, situation there. I like uh, Jonathan Smith and what he's done in Oregon State. They're they're Great. pretty darn good offensively. Um, I would look at Oregon State in that game. Knowing nothing about that matchup, I said earlier I like Oregon State out of those three. Who? So to be clear, this is this is a dog. That dog is barking, um, and and okay. it's not a cat. The cat is probably. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Wazoo just destroys Arizona. Might be right there. Yeah, that might be the cat. Let's talk pro football. Give out some winners. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Right. I'm gonna go first. I, I, I I'm gonna. I, well, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Making and I are already set. Right, our Lions from here on out covered last week. 
Yeah, that's so true. So we already have our, our, our remember lines. When I tried to, remember when I tried to bet the Lions last week and Macon said, oh, no, I bet the Lions. And then you came on, and then it was okay when two people bet the Lions. Do you remember that? If you want to jump back on, I kind of want to take my win. and. Uh, I don't want the – I mean, I think the, Lions, I think the Lions cover, but I'm not giving them out. I'm All not right. giving them out. I'm, I'm giving, I am. I'm, okay, mm-hmm. you like the Lions. Why? I do. They're a machine. They're a cover machine now. Covering We're late Campbell. in the year. Covering Campbell. Covering Campbell. Yeah. How bad was that game? No, it was great. I said this last week. I would rather watch that like comedy of errors than almost anything in the NFL. Maybe it's it's in my blood for for most of my career, you know, doing that every Maybe. Sunday. But I just love that. It's like a fuck it's 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 theater. It's theater. These teams were out doing each other at the end of that game to see who wanted to win less. It was incredible. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And the elements, that turf there is terrible. Like yeah. they me, had everything. Give me that game. Give me that game. Yeah. Uh, I'll okay. take. I'll take. I'll take Seattle. Uh, there are two things oh. I like in Seattle this weekend. I like Seattle, and I also like the uh, the under. If I can buy a half point and get it to forty nine, I really like the under. But I think the under is probably fine anyways. You could do either of those things and probably make money this weekend. We were saying this early. Whether or not Kyler plays, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be full tilt because last year we looked at it. The rushes, uh, the attempts were different after he hurt his shoulder. The points were down in some of those games, especially in division late in the year. Late in the year, I think they they were really sputtering. Uh, They limped over the finish line. So, yeah, I kind of like the points being down, not to mention finger. Russell Wilson's finger. Indy plus seven. Baltimore minus five. New Orleans plus two. Indy plus – I got Indy. Wow. I gave you Indy. You texted me last night. You liked Buffalo, and I told you India. Now you're taking India. Oh no 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 no! You're thinking of you're thinking of Baltimore, Chicago. I liked India the whole time. Okay, okay. I was always on India. Okay, yeah. Can we both be on India? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Because I saw sure. that last week. I'll take India as well. For sure. I'll take India as well. I just don't think like you don't know what you're going to get with Buffalo. They haven't covered a spread uh, except for last week. I feel like ever. Maybe that's not untrue. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's untrue. I, I agree. Um, but India is that that team that people hate. Uh, and they're actually not that bad. They're actually pretty good. They just are not real good at winning football games. <laughs> Run that clock out. There you um, go. I got one more, I guess. Uh, you, you gave out who? New Orleans, Indy, and? The Baltimore Ravens. That's the one, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Same garage. It's not, they, yeah. they don't even keep track of the wins and losses correctly. It's not, what are we doing here? Respectfully. Respectfully. Oh, double bird. I just got Eli from the back. <laughs> wow. I'll give out. Uh, I'll, I'll give out. Fuck These me. are accurate as fuck, Macon. Yeah. Okay. I knew like you're, you're 15 down. and 12. What are you complaining about? Yeah. I, I, Three yeah. weeks ago, you were under, but yeah. you've been on a tear right lately. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, anyways. Uh, sneak out. Yeah. <laughs> Not a popular guy in studio. Neither am I, though. <laughs> Just we think everybody hates us. And then we hate each other. Yeah. It's like an interesting thing. Oh, I don't on. hate you. Okay. You're hating Oh, yeah, me? okay. Some days. Some days. I hate me? everybody today. I hate everybody today. Yeah. I got to give out fucking Baltimore. All the injuries with Chicago. Fucking okay. overreaction to Baltimore losing to, to Dolphins, even though they are exactly that team. They're that team. But here they're not they're not laying a bunch of points here. John said they weren't prepared on Thursday. They're going to be prepared. They're going to be prepared. Days. They're going to be prepared. 10 days. I got them. I love them. Steve, who else you got? 
Uh, I'm going Detroit. I'm going, uh, what do we got here? I like Seattle too. I think that line reeks. And I like the Raiders. Uh, another recency bias. They're not that bad as they looked Sunday night. Uh, Bengals off a of bye. I feel like that they're going to get all the money. Give me the Raiders. It's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. I'm going to be very interested to see if San Francisco can travel across the country mm. after kicking the shit out of a team that they're supposed to beat, the Rams. I mean, all the you know all the memes, Shanahan, all with, the memes, with the, Shanahan with the 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 hangover baby compartment in the front, <laughs> and McVeigh's head out of it. It's all fair right now. I mean, but the next week you got to go beat Jacksonville, and that's going to yeah. be an interesting game. Kansas City favorites mm. at home like are they like is this an overreaction to them last yes. week no doubt okay. no doubt okay. no doubt so if you don't believe in kansas city then you're all over dallas but you factor the dallas public love also that's what i think has that line where it is okay um, got it got i mean it. you know what i'm saying like if, if you're a dallas believer you're all over the cowboys this week i also i'll also give out i'll also give out pittsburgh and i'll and and so that i don't have to double park twice with you Mm. i'll give out pittsburgh you can have baltimore okay solely it's all yours i'll take pittsburgh are you starting mason rudolph or ben it doesn't matter that game's gonna get muddy wow game's gonna get muddy okay chargers have low-key stunk as of late since, sure yeah. Ever since people on the internet started doing Brandon Staley worship pages, yeah. and I love the guy too, and I hear great things about Taylor's former coach, Taylor, one of our producers back here who you didn't meet this weekend, played under Brandon Staley, under his tutelage. Uh, is, it Taylor, is it Taylor's job to fix the front door? <laughs> no, it was. I, I love climbing up the side of the building. I had to haul a 40-pound uh, radioactive waste barrel from another uh, store Across the no, alley. We never jump. Put, I don't think we ever back. put that back no, either. We didn't put that yeah. back. Somebody did. And I'm sorry about that. It's the front door's fault. They've low-key stunk lately. The, the the line I can't figure out is Miami at the Jets. Bet that game. Like Oof. bet that game if you wish, but no chance. Also, for the record, to mention one more time, I like Philadelphia. I don't know about you, Steve. Yeah, Goddard's back. I think that's huge because it feels like that's the only guy that Hurts throws the ball to. Yep. So if that helps Hurts, uh, I do that. We'll say that. I just have one thing, and that, go back to that Jets game. Are we really going to watch Lamar Jackson get taken to the cleaners by that Dolphins defense? And a week later, Joe Flacco's going to beat that defense? Like that is yeah. That's why the NFL that's a great is the point. NFL. That's a great point, you know? dude. That's it, a great point. That that's going to be must see TV. Flacco, like. I think, yeah. yeah, I think this is one of those situations like in South Park with the like family guy writing jokes. You probably haven't seen it, but it's the it's manatees. Like, it's just how do they generate these storylines? Joe Flacco is going to be starting this weekend in the NFL. Number 19, Joe Flacco. He just got traded back from the Eagles. He left and came back like he's a yeah. patriot, bro. Steve, <laughs> do you see the sun hitting my face like I'm Jake or Elwood Blues right now? Like I Beautiful. think I should. Like oh my god! Look at your outside. face on the fucking monitor there. I think I should bet every game right now on the slate. Just or star in the powder everything. sequel. A little look ahead too. Tampa Bay is going to kick the shit out of your Giants. That's the last nugget we'll drop before we let Steve go. Well, Giants will look good getting the shit kicked out of them. Okay, cool. All they will in the all whites. Oh yeah, they will. Hey, Steve. I used to just say I love you, but and and now I really mean it. After <laughs> after spending some time with you. <laughs> What, how does your wife feel about this? 
Mine? Yeah. Good. He doesn't say I love you. Oh. No, I do. Just not not seven times a day. Oh, he did a couple times. times on that second quarter FaceTime. Yeah, see? Good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Just making sure. We all love each other. All right, Steve, take it easy, buddy. Thank you. The countdown to Duke at Virginia basketball game is on my calendar. That's when you return. Yes, we'll get, sir. We'll get better by then. I promise. No, I, think I can't only promise get better. anything. <laughs> take care. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Visit TickPick.com slash Greenlight today and use the promo code Greenlight to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, got rid of all the service fees that the other sites charge. TickPick guarantees the best prices on all of their NFL games. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. If you're like me and you can't wait to get back into an NFL stadium, visit TickPick.com slash Greenlight today and use the promo code Greenlight to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. Yo, Greenlight Pod, coming to you live. Freckin' Fridge, Colorado. You're wrong. We're at 9,860 feet in town. The mountain is the highest lift at 12,986 feet. And if you're talking about crunch terrain, now I don't know what you're talking about because it's powder skiing that you guys are used to in the east. And I'm sure you've had experiences. As far as bougie goes, it is all veil. And if you're talking about social crunch and getting after it, it's Breckenridge all day. If you guys ever need a host, let old Danny B know, man. Hey, I'll take good care of you guys. Love the pod. Hope you make it to the Brecken fridge, baby. I think we encountered the coolest green light pod listener of all time, dude. This guy, what's his name? Danny B? Danny B. Danny B. He's out in Brecken fridge. He's That's in the right. fridge. That's right. <laughs> he heard us having a crunch off in the open the other day talking about, I did not know so many people were so fucking passionate about winter recreational activities hashtag breck hashtag shout out to the fridge like we'll post compelling interviews we'll post like thought-provoking football takes we'll post like funny dialogue and people are like man not gonna interact kind of makes me question why i even have a fucking twitter or a podcast or a fucking podcast actually that makes money though so the most you guys ever interact with us on social I could die, I think, and we'd get more social interaction from a Danny B video. So this guy, Danny B, like a skiing, anything skiing. Now we got to have a skiing segment every fucking week. Every week. Pow, pow. Just to like stay relevant. Gnar, is Gnar a word? So Gnar is a word, and it's one of the best ski movies of all time. There's oh. a movie called Gnar? Yeah. It's, and it's uh, one of the best ski movies of all time. There's ski yeah, I did not know there was a genre. Oh, actually, I'll I'll throw some. You guys would probably like Dumb and Dumber, similar to Dumb and Dumber. Is Dumb and Dumber a skiing movie? Is kind of like asking if Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Dumb and Dumber is a skiing movie. No, I know yeah, it, 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 it. is straight up like ski bums competing for like ten grand, and it's all based off of these uh, these rules determined by Shane McConkey. He put together this book, the Book of Gnar. 
and it's different rules. You <laughs> get certain bar. points when you go skiing. So like you get 10 points for a naked run. Like if you get, go oh. naked and ski down the mountain, you get 10 points if you get first chair. You get 20 points if you get a Red Bull in the lift line. So people are competing oh, with each other. Like yeah. it's like a skier's inside joke. Yeah, yeah. And you get more points on the naked run if you call your mom while you're skiing. So if you're naked going down the ski hill and then you call your mom, you get more points. <laughs> That's insane. What a community. I mean, they're like, they're incredible, these skiers, man. So the whole thing is that Danny B claimed, well, the other day, Reed claimed that, that the most crunchy place. We were talking between Vail and Breckenridge. Like, obviously, there are much more crunchy, uh, much better ski resorts than Vail and Breckenridge. Ooh. But between Vail and Breckenridge. We were talking Aspen, I, too. Aspen, was, Aspen in the was in there. Uh, but Vail, Wintergreen. over Breck, and, and Aspen, in my opinion, Taylor had Breck, and Danny B threw down the gauntlet for Breckenridge. Now, Vail still does have 2,500 more skiable acres, so Ooh. it's a bigger ski resort. But from the man on the ground, I will take that the uh, social crunch is higher in Breck. I mean, I've just heard, uh, and by the way, Reed, all class. Yeah, all class. Full marks, all class. Full, uh, well done by you. Tubular. I mean, one of us lives there, one of us doesn't. Hey, do, do the Crunch and the Bouge, do they get along in the lodge? No, they or do they get along. like separate camps? Or is everybody like under the same roof? And I think everybody's under the same roof. No, no, no judgment. I have no problems. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't have the Crunch without the, the Bouge because if it ain't for the Bouge, they're not building these fucking gnar resorts. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, you got some condos and shit. You might have to find your own black diamonds, but they're not building these mega. Can you tell? Powder. Can you ID factories. the bouge from the crunch in the lodge? Yeah, with the way Usually. they dress. Yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty, pretty easy. It's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah like okay. I think like a a Patagonia or an LL Bean. Like I don't know. You tell well, me it, what are some of Arcteryx. Like Arcteryx. Arcteryx. Well, it can go no. both ways because if you have your Arcteryx jacket, you could be an everyday you guy. That's yeah, the great investment. Yeah, you could be an everyday guy. You could have bought it ten years ago and you're just using the same one. It might mm. have some tape. To it depends on where, tape. dude. Tape. It depends on where. Canada Goose usually though is all, Canada Goose. All, That's uh, all bouge. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. yeah, shout out to uh, Danny B. Fucking guy was cool. Just driving down a road, which is a little dangerous. Taking fire a video of yourself. There's a fire truck passing him the other way. There's three Going feet to collect of snow. Another Danny B. Who was recording a video while driving. It's incredible, the coolness on some of you motherfuckers out there. We met. It's like all of a sudden we just had an influx of cool listeners. Keep sending videos. Who's next? Like, like it could be a Robert A. A surfer. You got any any surfers out there listening to this shit? Write us. Any John B's? Any? Is what's oh. John B? John B. Out surfer. Oh, out of Banks. Oh no no no. Oh oh Beach Boys. No none of the above. I was just saying names with letters. That's uh, cool though that I made a reference. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's kind of like Thursday and, Night Football. Uh, I feel like oh, you, out of the sky, son dude. Of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah, sure. John B. from Outer Banks. We're good. Hey, Knoxville Johnny sent us some sick gear. Sent us some Grateful Dead stuff that actually fits me. So, oh, any mediums? No, no mediums. So he's saying use some gear. Yeah, dude. I mean, school, 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 school. You know, your name's uh, on the thing. So thank you for the gear. Keep sending us stuff. I think we have like pre-recorded ad rolls, and we're just begging for stuff. Yeah, we actually have some breaking news on the Grateful Dead Did coming we? out just today. Martin Scorsese is attached to a biopic about the Grateful Dead starring 
Jonah Hill as Jerry Garcia. Bet Jonah Hill can do anything. Holy shit. And we do say biopic. Is that right? Biopic, biopic. I don't know. Tomato, I hear tomato. both. I'd rather say biopic, but I'd I hear bio, biopic. I hear biopic a lot. Just say whatever the fuck you want. You don't correct people with accents. It's my accent. It's my ignorant accent. Bio, bi, biopic. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's amazing because Jonah Hill's like a, f- a funny guy who's a great actor as well. Like he's he he's evolving as he as his career goes on, and I think that's like crazy because this is not going to be a funny role. Scorsese. Jerry Garcia. Scorsese is the master with music. He's made the definitive documentaries on Dylan, on George Harrison, the Harrison Rolling Stones. Really good. But what's different about this is it's not a documentary. It's a, it's a biopic. It's a movie. Biopic. Uh oh, that's Google. We we knew biopic. we were wrong though. Okay. Fuck. I, I really wasn't sure. No, but fuck the biopic crowd. I've been wondering about that for seven years. I don't care if it's seventy nine percent of the country. Fuck them. Okay. Biopic. They're making a biopic on. Uh, Jerry Garcia, and I can't wait to see it. I don't want to get put the cart by a horse because they, they used like a nebulous term, like attached. But uh, who are some other guys that, that, that had like really funny movie careers and then did serious stuff? I feel like Uncut Gems was kind of serious for Adam Sandler, but funny too. I was supposed to believe he was dating Julia Fox. So kind of a funny movie, kind of a comedy in the end. <laughs> kind of a comedy. Let's talk to James Coe. Robin Williams? Robin Williams for sure. Range. Range. But Jonah Hill, this is like, this is like taking a huge chance. Like Jonah Hill's doing like a Rams thing here. Like he's just going all in. This is one that, think about it. Who are some of the most passionate people on the planet? They're dead fans. They're dead heads. This is going to be something that's going to be picked apart, whether you like it or not. To have the balls to actually do this bio- Biopic. Thanks, I almost fucked it up. This biopic, it's incredible. Shout out to Jonah Hill. You know, if your mediums run large, let's stick with medium. If your larges run yeah. a little small, let's go large. We could go large for make. Below I the s- waist XL. I say go large for a relaxed fit. Okay. Yeah. Could shrink. Could. Yeah, shrinkage. The cloth. The cloth. The clothing. We've settled everything we need to settle. Let's get to James Co. Okay. Hey, y'all. We want you guys to interact with us more on, on social media here. Let me not sound like a fucking cop talking about this. We want you to talk to us. You know, like sometimes you get on there and you're like, hey, y'all aren't talking to us. Just type us a message on one of the various, uh, I don't know, we'll be on VSCO soon. We'll be on all types of shit soon. So right now it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's YouTube. Uh, leave some comments, man. You know, Twitter is at Greenlight and uh, YouTube, we're at Greenlight Tube. And uh, we're also always looking for free stuff. So we are once again asking you for random free shit in my Bernie Sanders meme voice. Uh, send packages to 2150 Y Street, number 5267. That's Charlottesville, Virginia, 22905. Thank you in advance for all the wonderful things you'll send us. James Coe is with us, and we were just talking about the Groundhog Day effect of, of football season. <laughs> I was kind of wondering if everybody else in sports media had to take an oath at the beginning of the year where it's like, you will <laughs> act like you like football week 17. 
I don't know how people are going to do a week 17, week 18, or whatever it is this year. Week 18 is going to be rough, bro. It's, what is it right now? Week 11? 11, and feels like week 15. 11. Whew. Boy, howdy. <laughs> James Coe, you hanging in there? Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. Here's the, here's the, here's the like, God's God, honest love football. Let me get back to the oath. <laughs> We're all okay here in sports media. Week 11. <laughs> Here's the here's the God's honest truth. Every day, every week is the goddamn same. Um, <laughs> when you're doing football, they're coming. When you're for in you. season, every week is the damn same. Yeah. I think I eat the same damn food on the same damn days. Like that's yeah. how regimented it is. Okay, now that being said, bro, there's nothing there's nothing quite like NFL Sundays though. No, you know, like I still get up. I still get up for Sundays, man. Like I still get pumped to watch games. I still get pumped to watch replays um, and highlights and stuff. I don't know. Like, well, when I see you, I, on I must be a sicko. When I see you with all those TVs up there, I get excited because I'm like, that's my friend doing big things. Uh, and, yeah. and and I have gotten better at watching the the screen with a bunch of TVs. Like I don't, I, I've I was way too much queuing in on one game. I'm getting better at multitasking. But the thing about Loving Sunday is if you're a media member in the NFL, like you do have to kind of watch them all, which is not the most fun thing in the world to do. Like I miss no. being a fan and just watching one game and totally immersing myself. Oh, there's totally that too. Like the, the red zone effect is, I don't know, like some people just can't watch it like that, yeah. you know, and I totally understand, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting, right? Like this is like year four or five for me um, doing that fantasy zone show. And you're right. Like we got, you know, all the games going at the yeah, same dude. time. I don't know it's how like, you guys do it. You do have to lock in on a couple games and then kind of sort of keep an eyeball during commercial breaks or stoppages on other games, man. Yeah. So, I don't so know. just so you know, when you get content on a Monday from an NFL uh, media hub, like it's there's a lot of work that goes into it, and it's getting out there fast. Uh, James Coe, Cam Newton, worth a pickup for teams when their oh, yeah. QB one is on a, a buy. Let's say. Hey, bro, if your QB one's not on a buy, he's worth a pickup because Cam Newton is the kind of player because of his rushing ability that can alter the game entirely. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in fantasy football, rushing quarterbacks are a cheat code. Um, that's the old adage, man. And, um, and yo, honestly, I, I couldn't believe the fact this dude's on his couch 48 hours ago. You know what I'm saying? Like he just cut, drops into an NFL game and it's all good. Two touches in two touches. It's crazy. It's like a dream that you're back in it, but you're actually back in it all of a sudden. It's so hard to go from zero to 100 with no preseason, nothing. The guy's built to play football. Like, there was, you know, like Cam Newton's tremendously talented, great guy. He could do a lot of things, but he was born to play football, dude. And I'm yeah. happy he's back out there. Hey, can I say this about Cam too, though? Um, it's it's so interesting. Like he doesn't know the playbook, all of these things, um, and yet he just like you said, he's born to play football. He's like a, a like an NFL savant or something. But I will say this: like I almost wonder. Like I think the time off was good for his health. Probably, you know probably, no question, no question. And you know, the, it's good for his health, uh, but it's like a fine line you walk. Inactivity can create a lot of rust. And, mm. you know, some people, when they stop working out or, you know, he's been working out, I'm sure. But when they stop being out there on the field, like it's sketchy to get back out there and do those football movements. You feel off balance. Right. Like football is another layer of athleticism, full contact football. You're engaging things and leaning into people and getting leaned on <laughs> in ways that you can't recreate in the weight room. Right. So it's wild to me. And he is going to be a big red zone weapon for them. And I actually like the the Panthers this week, although we found out earlier that Washington's kind of uh, people are, you know, people are all over the Panthers at what 65% was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, now it's doing that thing where Washington's becoming a, a sexy underdog pick. Yep, so I'm going to stick with the Panthers. James, credit to you uh, as much as either of us. The Cucks are 8-2. and two, The Houses are 6-4, and four, tied yeah. for third. We're both Ooh. right now in the playoff picture so thank you as shout out to matt conrath who's in the uh the church van sweepstakes uh, sweepstakes i think he's got those stakes locked guys, up guys six seven he's gonna be driving around a, a church van in our league which is fairly deep <laughs> here's uh here's waiver wire pick a pick a name you like sterling shepherd this week alex collins dan arnold tyler johnson jameson crowder adrian peterson lavisca chenault tyler conklin any name that one of these jokers trying to get into the playoff hunt should be picking up. <laughs> hey, listen, I think Dan Arnold needs to be universally rostered. Um, he is a player that uh, is seeing a lot of work uh, in this in this Jacksonville offense, and, and I'm telling you, for whatever reason, Trevor Lawrence has been leaning has been leaning on since the get up. Like he's been leaning on the tight end position. So um, Dan Arnold is a really good pass catcher, uh, and he's working really well in that offense too. What about OBJ without Robert Woods? We didn't see much. We didn't see much on uh, whatever night it was. Uh, yeah. Understandably, no red a zone. Weird for ass him. game that was. Weird, man. dude. But yeah. I mean, well, what do you think? Are you are you starting him over the other receivers in that ten to twenty range moving forward? Just be by virtue of that offense. Uh, Oh, he's definitely not, you know, he's definitely for me, not a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. He barely okay. knows the offense. Sean McVay has been very, I don't know. Look, I've always said like the one thing I've learned about Sean McVay is that he doesn't play his rookies. You know, it doesn't matter how talented you are. He just doesn't play you. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with the Bryce? fact that if you don't know the offense that well, um, then he just doesn't put you out there. And I think he tried to do his best to try to get OBJ involved. But, man, when push came to shove, OBJ was on the sideline, boy. Like, and it, it's some rando dude out there uh, taking that third wide receiver snap. So, um, OBJ, I think, is like top 30-ish, but certainly not top 20. Um, he will have his moment in the sun. He's going to make plays because the offense is too good. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have to force him the ball, too, down the stretch. I mean, because they're actually going to need to now. I mean, like, mm -hmm. now you're going to be forcing the ball to him for other reasons. Uh, and we'll see if they can figure it out. Uh, by the way, guys, I just picked up Adrian Peterson. So, joke's on the rest of the league. <laughs> because uh, I said that? No, 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 no. I was just setting my lineup. I was just setting my lineup. Um, In our league? Is that right? Yeah. And when he said that earlier about L.A. and, and McVay not playing the rookies, that's what's going on with Bryce Perkins out of Virginia. That's why we didn't see him the other night. Or else he'd be starting. Yeah. Mm. Just drop Devin Singletary. I'll be damned. <laughs> you can have Devin Singletary if you want him. He's out there on waivers. That's your sixth move of the year. Yeah, I don't make a lot of moves. We <laughs> made 41. You made 41 moves? Yeah. Oh, you made 40 a lot of activity oh, from you. A lot of bets, a lot of fantasy activity. <laughs> Just like to be in the Damn. mix. Okay. T. Yeah. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, or Robbie Anderson? I say Ayuk. You say Ayuk. I don't know. Uh, what, what is the right way? I don't know. Probably I, how you're saying I, James, it. Is I think it, it's, is it biopic or no, it's probably biopic. Ayuk, yeah. Biopic or I biopic? <laughs> I think it well first of all I say biopic but I say a lot of words wrong um so don't trust me Google agrees with you but <laughs> but it's we just threw the gauntlet this down. vocal minority does not we just threw the gauntlet down as yeah biopic. we're a biopic podcast. We're a biopic podcast so you're a biopic uh operation over there I I, 
I guess. I didn't realize that that was a thing. It's a There's thing a culture now. war going on between biopic and biopic. It's a thing now. It's a thing now. Look over here. There's something going on over there. There's a big uh, national distraction. All right. T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, or Robbie Anderson? Who's taking this um, I, I think I like Brandon Ayuk uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, it's a really good matchup. Uh, Jacksonville can't stop wide receivers, man. They're uh, they're allowing a league worst seventy four percent completion rate to wide receivers. That's just outrageous, bro. That's a compl- I mean, you're completing the pass like every damn time you're throwing away. It's just it's crazy to me. Um, they're also giving up nine point one six yards per target to wide receivers. That's the fifth worst in the NFL. Yeah. Ayuk, look, it's kind of a weird situation because, like, you know, you know, San Francisco wants to run the ball, but at some point, if it's a you know semi-competitive game, um, which I know is dicey against Jacksonville, but Ayuk's going to get some going to get some targets, right? So um, I'll take Brandon Ayuk there, and I think he's probably has the best touchdown upside of the three right there too. So give me the the completion rate against them again. Was it seventy something? Seventy seventy four percent. Okay, uh, and, and offensively, they're not receivers. completing the ball at a high click either. So, like, incredible <laughs> to be, uh, you know, at both ends of that thing. Um, I know, it's bad. I think it's time for me to win a draft. Well, frankly. You're, yeah, you're, you're leading right now. <laughs> yeah, this is the... We were tied going into kickers, two-headed monsters. I was trying to let you guys win. Um, but You came out on top. Accidentally came out with a win last week, so let's go. I don't let's see do a it. pen or a piece of paper. Oh, fuck. You want to give us a trivia question, Matt? Why don't you have a, a name in your head? Why doesn't Matt have a name in his head? Okay. And then he says it. Or we can go alphabetical by the fourth letter in our first name. I don't okay, know what it that's, is. That's good. What's that's the fourth good. letter in your first name? Fourth letter in my first name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I. One, I can tell you. Uh, I. Yeah. I'm an O. <laughs> James is an E. Okay. Why don't we just E-I-O. have some... James has the first pick. You're second. I'm third. All right. Okay, James has what, the first What are we pick. doing? We're doing quarterbacks One quarterback, first? one running back. One, one quarterback, one running back. Any, okay. In, any order you want. Mm-hmm. I, I will take, bro. I will take. Uh, I'll take Mahomes. I think Mahomes is back. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game against Dallas, too, boy. Like, yeah. I think they're going to be firing. Mm-hmm. That's a fine pick. Am I up? You are mm. lead dog. Man, oh man, I'm prepared. I'm going to go. Uh... <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> There's a lot of uncertainty in this quarterback side of this draft here. Well, maybe go. Uh, maybe you go running back. I'll James. go Mac Jones. Okay. I'm gonna go Mac oh Jones. Oh my! Nice. Oh, going off the board. Going wow. off menu with this pick. Okay. Yeah. I'll go Mac Jones. They're winning 28-3 tonight. Oh, Heard it oh, here. Look at this several times. I'll go uh, Christian McCaffrey at three, and That's I will go Lamar Jackson in a bounce back at four. Hey, there you go. You're on the you're on the board. fucking running backs <laughs> clock, I should say. Um, I don't know if I love that Lamar pick. I don't know if I do either from you. Josh Allen sitting there, Dak Prescott. Give me Zeke Elliott. Okay, I like it. I don't know where he is on the board. I'm just I'm just eyeballing this. Yeah, thing. yeah. No, that's good. Mac Jones no, that's and Zeke good. Elliott. This is this is an incredibly public draft for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the Mac Jones part, but you know, I'm into the, the big storyline teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like it. I, I think g- give me the quarterbacks that were at the top of the list here. I just you gave said to Dak, you. Dak Prescott yeah. is right there. Yeah. Great matchup against Kansas City. Yeah, I totally um, missed that. Brady at home. You know, I'll say, yeah, that's pretty good too. Brady, just, Brady's really good. Off, off menu. Yeah, you went super off menu, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can afford to. Yeah, hey, I'll say this about uh, I'll say this about Mac Jones though. He takes on Atlanta. Atlanta's given a third most fantasy points per game. Yeah, I could uh, look like a real position. fucking sharp here in about hell yeah, bro. Hours in the morning. Hell yeah. Well, three touchdown performance could be on the table here for Mac. Um, if I'm going running back, bro, um, let me go. Oh, I'm a little torn. I, I kind of want to go Nick Chubb, um, or I could go Najee Harris in a great spot. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm gonna go. I am gonna go Chubb. I'm gonna go Chubb against Detroit. Um, you know that he's trending in the right direction. If he doesn't play, I'll get burned. It's all good. I don't care. Let's go. Let's do it. I oh, think. Okay. Look, listen. Hey, listen. Najee, or excuse me, if Chubb goes against Detroit, like he could rack up like two hundo. Like could. that could. That's definitely it's a, a classic risk reward. I mean, there's a high yeah. risk he doesn't go, but there's a big reward if he does. That's right. exactly right. And I took Mac Jones. It. <laughs> you, if I, I can't win with Lamar and Christian McCaffrey, this two-headed monster <laughs> draft might not be for me. Oh my God, this could be the worst <laughs> group draft in history. I mean, I you're, Lamar's going to bust this week. They're going to cover, and he's going to have like 13 fantasy points. Let's hope. Who do you like? Who do you like against the spread, James? Who's oh, your Who's your stone cold lock this week? Um, I, I kind of like Cleveland, honestly, because again, Detroit can't stop the run. Uh, one of the worst teams uh, against stopping the run. And what the hell does Cleveland like to do? They love to run that damn rock. Um, yeah, and, away and whoever is the running backs back away. there, they're going to, they're going to definitely, definitely, definitely rack up 200 yards on the ground. I don't care who it is. Damn dude. Covering Campbell's in trouble. Um, <laughs> James, we appreciate it, man. Uh, Happy hunting this weekend, and uh, see you next week. Same time, same meal, same. Actually, I don't TV know if we're shows. seeing James no, actually, next we week. won't see him next week. He's, ta- no, he's on it's vacation next bro. week. Oh yeah, because it's Thanksgiving. There's the thing that's different during football season. That's, that's right. why we have holidays <laughs> to get, just break up hey, the monotony of football season. Am I off? Or? Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, you can be off on Thanksgiving, right? We're not doing. Anything I was already on told we're doing. Yeah, we're not doing anything. We're recording. It's so yeah, 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 early. I, I love yeah. that you think that it's a vacation too. It's like you know Thanksgiving ain't a vacation, bro. You know, it's like you're you're in there with the fam. It's like you're warding off people, mm, and it's it, James. It's, I'm gonna be it's a job. My, I'm gonna be planting my flag when I think about Thanksgiving. I think about hey, there's more childcare here. <laughs> That's true. I just plant my That's flag. True. I come downstairs. I can do more drugs. Yeah, do more drugs, drink more <laughs> beers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm just going to have a good time and then pass out during the third indoor football game I have to watch on that, oh, on that evening. Man. Ugh. I wish I could. I, I wish I was in a spot where I could do some microdosing, bro. But uh, I tell you, <laughs> if I get caught in that trap, I'm I'm paying for it on Friday, not yep. on Thursday. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm I'm on drugs right now, James. So, <laughs> James, have a great afternoon, buddy. Uh, all right, bro. We'll see you, man. See you. Yeah. One Love Foundation is a national nonprofit organization with the goal of ending relationship abuse. We empower young people with the tools and resources they need to see the signs of healthy and unhealthy relationships and bring life-saving prevention education to their communities. Visit joinonelove.org to see how you can help. I'm